Well, good morning. I'm so glad that you're here with me today, and uh, I'm glad that we have a new week to share together. God has blessed us with another day, another week. Today is Monday, November 16th, and I'm so glad to be here sharing the Word of God with you. Today we're going to continue on with the series that I started on Friday, in which I'm calling it Who I Am in Christ. And I talked on Friday about I am accepted, and today uh, the topic is I am God's child. I am God's child. Very important truth that we have as Christians. And I'm going to start right off with John chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. Perhaps you're familiar with this verse. <clears throat> it says, He, that is Jesus, came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him, Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. <clears throat> this is a super important verse in the transition of Old Testament to New Testament. The coming of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament, God had a very special father relationship with the children of Israel. That's why we call them the children of Israel, because they were God's children, his chosen people. And they were meant to glorify God in the world, be his witness of light in the world, and invite other nations into a relationship with God. They were, they were his vessel of use. They were not the only ones who could have a relationship with God. But there was a special relationship that they had and that they were used by God for his purposes in the world. They were blessed by God and they were meant to be a blessing to others. Uh, and so they had this special child-father relationship as the Father's chosen people. But now with the coming of the Messiah, with the coming of Christ, <clears throat> entry into the family of God was no longer, no longer came through the Jewish people, um, to all who received him, it says here in John 1, uh, 11 and 12, to all who received him, to, do, to those who believed in his name. And so now the entry, the entry into a relationship with God is through belief, not through background. Let me say that again, through belief, not through background. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. It's a spiritual birth, a um, born-again relationship, as John chapter 3 talks about. And nothing can, take that, nothing can take that relationship away once you're born into the family. By belief in Jesus Christ, I am born into the family of God. I become a child of God forever. Born again, born of the Spirit. It's a permanent relationship. There's four aspects of being a child of God that I'd like to point out that the New Testament teaches us. And the first one is this. Number one, you are loved. You are loved by God, your Heavenly Father. And I take us to 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. Love this verse. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. That we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. Don't you love that verse? <laughs> How great is the love the Father has given to us, has lavished on us, has bestowed upon us. 
that we should be called children of God. You see, that you are a child of God comes from the very nature of love that God has, from the very character of love that God has. I am loved. God is my, my loving daddy, so to speak. Even as Jesus knew when he prayed, Abba, Father, Daddy, Father. Jesus knew this. Jesus totally understood that love relationship that he had, that intimate love relationship that he had with God the Father. Just like a loving earthly father, but even more so, right? Um, you, may have, you, you may have had loving parents, as I did. Um, but even our loving parents, our good, faithful, loving parents, sometimes fail us. But God never fails us. That's the point. As a child of God, God never fails. As my Father, my Heavenly Father, He never fails me. Alternatively, you may have had a, a hard upbringing. Maybe your parents weren't loving, oftentimes, or distant, or even, heaven forbid, abusive or neglectful. God is your perfect Heavenly Father also. I think it's, I think it's wonderful how uh, if, you had a, if you had good, uh, loving parents, that, that in that sense you can understand the goodness of God and the loving character of God. But if you had bad parents who were oftentimes distant or abusive, then God comes in and fills that, he fills that void, doesn't he? He fills that gap. And so in either case, we can understand the goodness of God and his fatherhood over us as we're his children. So that's number one. You are loved by your heavenly father if you're a child of God. Number two, your position in the family is permanent. It's set, right? You've been adopted into the family and you won't ever be unadopted. That's a great point. You won't ever be unadopted. We go to Ephesians chapter uh, one on this one. I love Ephesians chapter one, verses five and six. Uh, I'm sorry, verses uh, uh, four and five. What, what verses am I going after? Yeah, verses four and five. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with, the, with his pleasure and will. He's adopted us into his family and it's a permanent adoption. I love um, what the Waldies are doing right now. Thank you, Waldies, for adopting your new baby girl and you're adopting that girl so that that girl will have a wonderful, loving family, a permanent family a family that she can call her own forever, right? Um, permanent, full of love. And uh, this is a great illustration of what I'm talking about here. We're in God's forever family now. It's permanent. That's number two. And then number three aspect of what it means to be a child of God is that God's purpose is to make us like him. Uh, like father, like son, like mother, like daughter, right? So we're to mimic our parents and grow up and be like them and see how to be, how to behave, how to act. Jesus even talked about this in Matthew chapter 5, <clears throat> verse 48. Matthew 5, 48 says, 
Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. In other words, mimic your heavenly Father. Right? He's, a, he's got that loving, perfect character, um, full of compassion and kindness, grace, etc. Mimic that. Become like that, because you are a child of your heavenly Father. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Growing into Christ's likeness, being formed into the image of Christ. I love Galatians on this one. Galatians chapter 4, verses 19. Galatians 4, 19 says, My dear children, for whom I am again in pains of childbirth, until Christ is formed in you. Until Christ is formed in you. That's the goal. The goal is that Christ's character, his 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 character traits and his nature would be formed into us, that we would become like him, that we would become like him in um, having God's heart and God's desires and God's love. <clears throat> We're to emulate our Father in heaven, just like we emulate our parents here on earth. I know there's some wonderful character traits that my father had as I was growing up, virtues that he had, and that as I began to mimic those and be like and have those character traits, people would notice that. They would say, oh, you're just like your dad uh, in that. Um, I want to mimic those traits, right, of my earthly parents that are good and virtuous. Here we're mimicking um, the, tr the perfect character traits of Jesus. We're becoming more and more like him, being formed into his image. That's one of the benefits of being a child of God. And here's a fourth. This is the fourth aspect that I'll talk about today, is that we have an inheritance, don't we? Waiting for us, because we're a child of the king. We're royal children. And so we have an inheritance from the royal family waiting for us. And I love, of course, First Peter chapter 1 on this. First Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4 says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance, an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you. That inheritance, my friends, is for you and for me. Why? Because we're children of the King. And we inherit, we get to inherit the, the, the royal family estate, which includes eternal life. Let's just start with that. Eternal life forever. Um, Jesus has conquered sin and death, and so death is no longer a part of our future inheritance. Sin is no longer a part of our future inheritance. Right? And so we have eternal life together with Christ personally, with Christ, face to face. He's there in person. We're there in person forever. Experiencing the glory of God in heaven forever, worshiping and praising Him and all that that will mean. And we don't even have a, even a, a, the slightest glimpse of that yet, just a little bit. And we're going to learn so much more about what the glory of God has for us in heaven when we get there. We'll be reunited with loved ones who are who have died in the Lord, who have faith in Christ. We get to be reunited with them. Uh, Revelation chapter 21, of course, says there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. and He will wipe away every tear from our eyes. Right? That's our inheritance. 
That's our inheritance as a royal child of the king. I am a child of God. Who am I in Christ? Who am I in Christ? I'm a child of the king. That's who I am. And I'm going to stand tall today. And I'm going to know that, that today I can live like royalty, um, humbly, but live the power of royalty, knowing that I'll live forever in him. I am loved by my heavenly father. My position in the family is permanent. I am becoming like Christ in character. And I have an inheritance. Amen. These things are basic truths for us and wonderful and they carry us on and they carry us through all that we're going through right now. I hope that they're encouraging to you because they're encouraging to me. When I got up this morning on a Monday morning and it was kind of rainy outside and kind of looking forward to the various responsibilities that I have to conquer today and this week, um, what encourages me? This encourages me that I am a child of God. I hope it encourages you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that you are our Heavenly Father and that we can come to you in total dependence and security knowing that we have a place in the family. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would be with each one of my uh, church family members and friends today who are listening, whether uh, on this Facebook live stream or on the podcast. Lord, I thank you that we're together studying the Word of God, being encouraged on a daily basis by your Word, which is inerrant, perfect, and forever. Lord, we worship you this morning. And because of that worship, there's deep joy in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have a great day, you guys. Love you all. And uh, enjoy this wonderful Monday that you've been gifted with. See you later.